The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Basketball Society. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Atlantic Files, brought to you by BasketballSocietyOnline.com and the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. As always, you are joined by myself, Alex Fishbein, and my co-host, Mike Bash. And of course, the NBA Finals are over, a new champion has been crowned, and the NBA Draft is coming up in two days and a really fun offseason coming up. Mike, how excited are you for this offseason? Uh, it's the most exciting offseason for me in a long time. The Brooklyn Nets have set themselves up to make big splashes, uh, really transform their team, transform their roster, and I think they have a chance to take a, the next step into not only an upper echelon team in the Eastern Conference, but an upper echelon team in the whole NBA. This is an exciting time for me, at least. As a Nets fan, and I know for you as a Sixer fan, the Atlantic Division might have four of the best five teams in the Eastern Conference next year. So uh, this is like this is like 2010 with LeBron going to the Heat. This is an exciting offseason for me. I I mean it's it's probably I I would agree it's one of, it's probably the most fun offseason since that one when LeBron went to the Heat. Um, just because of uh, not knowing exactly what's going to happen, how how big of a landscape shift might happen and everything. Um, but before we get there, let's quick talk about the finals. I know that um, before we started, uh, like before the finals started, I had Raptors in seven, ended up winning in six. I know that you went back and listened to some of our episodes from the preseason and you said that the Raptors were going to win back then. And we both were always talking about Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam. Uh, we were talking about how Kawhi's uh, one of the top two, top three players in the whole league. And finally, everything has come to this head of the Raptors being the champions. What are your final thoughts on this season? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I remember when we were talking in the preseason, we said, what are the Raptors doing? What are they trying to do? You know, they traded away DeMar DeRozan in the face of the franchise, and they went all in for one year with Kawhi Leonard. And we both said, <clears throat> we didn't think it made a lot of sense. <clears throat> we didn't. We weren't sure if the team, as, pre- as it was constituted in the preseason, had enough to win an NBA championship. Now, they went out, and they got Marcus Gasol. They went out and... Pascal Siakam became an impact player, which I'll give you credit for. You correctly predicted. Fred Van Fleet became a really good option off the bench, which I was always high on Fred Van Fleet. And, you know, Danny Green played his role, but Kawhi Leonard just rode this wave. And he, we all knew he was a great player and a talented player, but he took his game to, like, dare I say, MJ-esque levels in the, in oh, the yeah. postseason and just carried that team, carried that franchise to an NBA championship, and the gamble paid off for Ujiri. The gamble paid off for the city of Toronto, and we'll, we'll see in a couple weeks what happens with Kawhi Leonard. But for now, they, them and uh, Aubrey Graham consider themselves NBA champions. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been a, a long time coming for Toronto. Uh, I think one of the funniest things I saw was um, 
now that LeBron's not in the playoffs, a whole nother country wins the NBA Finals. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, it's like everything has to change because of LeBron. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, Kawhi came, up, came in this season, proved without a doubt why he is regarded as good as he is and why he should have been the the spotlighted superstar guy and should not have been doubted in San Antonio. Um, and I mean, it, it's, it's, it was crazy. I mean, we saw him in the beginning of the season. It's like, all right, Kawhi's back. Like this is the Kawhi we were expecting. Then it got to the playoffs, took it to a whole new level. And now finals MVP for the second time in his career. The first person, um, the first player to win the finals and finals MVP in both conferences, by the way. Really? Uh, yes. That's that's shocking. I thought maybe like Kareem would have done it. I guess not. Yeah, because um, I don't know if he was ever finals MVP. Well, did the Bucks the East? Did he win with the Bucks? The, <clears throat> I think he won <clears throat> one with the Bucks, but I guess Oscar. actually, I don't know because I don't think Oscar Robertson has a ring. Oh, uh, then maybe he just didn't. Win. I thought he won with the Bucks. I guess not. I I don't remember, but I remember seeing it posted by the NBA saying that he was the first to do it in both conferences, well, um, especially since especially since LeBron didn't make the playoffs for his first year in the Western Conference. Yeah, and Shaq won, but he didn't win. I don't think uh, Wade was the Finals MVP. So yeah, oh yeah, that's a heck of an accomplishment. You wouldn't yep. know his excitement level though by listening to him. <laughs> no, but the fact that he made fun of his own laugh in the parade was hilarious. Yeah, that was so great. Yeah, I love that. that was, and, and and Marcus all was like chugging bottles of wine. It's funny when you see these guys, you know, in a public setting with their guard down, just having a blast. Like it's it's always fun oh, to watch yeah. those parades. And it's funny because like Marcus all made that bottle of wine look like a normal bottle of beer. I know with how it's, just big he is. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's honestly crazy. But but yeah, so uh, congrats to Toronto. Congrats to Canada as a whole. If all of you are Toronto fans, probably not, but hey, if so, congrats to you. Congrats to Drake. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was a it was a great season, but of course, there's a big off season. So talking about Kawhi, we don't know if he's staying in Toronto, if he's leaving Toronto. Personally, I would have said there was more of a chance of him staying in Toronto if they lost this series in the finals, because then he would have something to prove. But now that he's won, one finals MVP all in the first season, to me, he has nothing left to prove. So he can pretty much just – I feel like there's no, like, uh, nothing looming over him, so there's he could pretty much just go anywhere he wants. Yeah, um, it would be interesting to think, you know, to see. A lot of people are like, oh, he's going to join the Lakers with, with the, the trade for Anthony Davis. I don't see that happening. I don't see him joining a super team. I think if he joins a team, if he leaves Toronto, it's either one or two teams, and both teams are in very similar situations. It's the Clippers out west, or it's the Brooklyn Nets in the, in the east. Both teams have good cores, good young players around, and he would be in there, you know, as the as the lead dog, and and have the ability to bring a star with him, whether it's Kyrie Irving or uh, Jimmy Butler, or. Uh, I don't. I don't think Tobias Harris would go back to the Clippers, but you know, another good player, Kemba Walker. So he has that opportunity. Right. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. My, I think he's going to stay in Toronto, but 
I'm hoping he goes to, to Brooklyn. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to Brooklyn. Um, I know he's not going to okay. Philly, so. But uh, I, I think it's going to. There's always a chance. There's always a chance. I, I think it's between Toronto and L.A. And that being the Clippers. So it'll be interesting. But there, but you know what? He's not the only free agent. And the finals completely changed the landscape of not only free agency, but the NBA for the next couple of years. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, we have, uh, even though some of them got hurt, we still have the likes of Kevin Durant that's a free agent. We still have, I mean, Clay technically is a free agent. There has been everything saying that he's probably going back to Golden State, but you never know. Um, like you said, you pointed out Kemba. Uh, Kyrie is still a free agent. We have a lot of guys that, you know, really have the talent to alter the whole landscape like we talked about earlier in the or earlier in this episode um even guys like jimmy butler tobias harris i mean d'angelo russell might be leaving brooklyn we don't know it's going to be a lot a lot a lot of changes but the first thing that has happened so far this offseason anthony davis finally gets traded it's about time and uh credit to scoop b on that uh he was I remember, like, probably almost a year ago now, he was big on the, uh, you know, the Lakers going all in for for Anthony Davis, and, and it ended up being true. They gave up they gave up two guys that were drafted number two overall, the number four pick in the draft, two more first-round picks, and Josh Hart. I mean, yeah. what a haul for <laughs> David Griffin. What a haul for the Pelicans. So not only do you have the number one pick, which you will I would hope you would pick Zion. Um, you now have Lonzo, Ingram, Hart. Still have Drew Holiday, although I wouldn't be surprised if they move him for either more picks or just more young players in general. And you also have that number four pick, plus, <clears throat> like you said, a couple other first-rounders. Honestly, th- there have been rumors already about the Hawks wanting to trade number 8 and number 10 for that number 4 pick. And if I was the Pelicans, I would do that in a heartbeat. Because as everything has been shaping up for this draft, it looks like Cam Reddish is going to drop a lot. It looks like Bowl Bowl isn't even on the top 10 of most people's um, mock drafts. Um, and even Jackson Hayes, who's right around 9-10 for a lot of mock drafts. So if you trade that number four pick, get number eight and ten, you grab Zion at one, then grab like somebody like Cam Reddish or Culver, and then Jackson Hayes or Bol Bol, that's huge. Yeah, I also have heard some rumors going around that the Pelicans might try to package a deal to get up to two and take... Um, one of I guess one of Zion and one of his former teammates, either John Morant, his former AAU teammate, or RJ Barrett, his former Duke teammate. Now, I personally think if they were to trade up to two, it, mm-hmm. I would take Barrett. Uh, yes, I agree. Because you have Lonzo Ball, and Lonzo Ball's come with a lot of hate, but I think this move to New Orleans is going to be the best move for his career. I think it's the oh, absolute... He's, I don't want to say hitting the lottery, but he's absolutely hitting the jackpot there. I guess I'm, that's what I meant. <laughs> I said the same thing. But, you know, he's out of the spotlight of L.A. He's out of the spotlight of LeBron James. And here's the thing. 
Alex, maybe you can think of someone because I can't think of someone. And don't give me Booby Gibson or or, or Matthew <laughs> Delvadova. But who was the last player, especially a point guard, to ever develop with LeBron James? Now, Kyrie Irving was already like on the cusp of becoming a star when when LeBron went there. Like right. other than shooters, you know, Danny, the Danny Greens of the world, like. When do guys ever like or Kyle Korver? Where when do guys ever de- truly develop alongside LeBron James? I really, I really couldn't tell you. Like Mario like Chalmers, a, you know. Like, I was yeah, I was just about to say Mario Chalmers. As soon as LeBron left, he became a nobody. Exactly, a James Jones. You know, it's nobody ever develops with LeBron James because he's such a high usage rate, such a ball dominant player. I think this is the best move for him. You got Lonzo Ball, you got Zion Williamson, you got. Um, Brandon Ingram as your core, and, and and a chance to add somebody like, you know, Kobe White or DeAndre Hunter, Jared Culver, or like you said, trade back or trade up. I think it's the best move for Lonzo Ball. LeVar Ball will f- hopefully soon realize that. Um, right. And you know what? Maybe the Ball brothers, maybe, maybe LaMelo gets drafted by New Orleans next year. Who knows? But Maybe. I mean... Lavar said that Lamelo is going to go number one next year. Oh, Lavar also <laughs> Lavar also said Leandro Ball is going to be the savior for the Lakers, and I don't think he can make it in the uh, you know in the uh, whatever the Syria eyes or something in Italy. <laughs> so Lithuania, that's well, what he couldn't he couldn't make it in. But um, to to your point though, real quick about LeBron not really developing that many people, I believe it was. Our guy Felix from Basketball Society. This was like a while ago. I want to say a year or two ago. He wrote a piece where you could actually make the argument that Carmelo has made his teammates better than LeBron has made his teammates. Because Carmelo Anthony's teammates grew when they were on the team with him. And then when they left, they either continued to grow and got better or they helped a team wherever they went and won a championship whereas everywhere that lebron leaves they either regress or they just go to complete nothingness yeah no lebron does not have the ability to develop not that he's a coach he's not supposed to be developing guys but right guys never blossom like in their career and fully develop under under uh LeBron or alongside LeBron, everyone basically j- just becomes a role player alongside LeBron. Unless you're exactly. one of those star players like Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving, you know, Dwayne Wade, etc. I mean, I can name three players right off the top of my head that played with Carmelo and then won a ring afterwards. J.R. Smith. Yep, that's one. Uh, Andre Miller. Did Andre Miller win a ring after that? I don't know. Eduardo Nahara. <laughs> I was going to go with Amon Shumpert Amon, and okay. Jeremy Lin. Oh, oh, okay. I see what you did there. All right. <laughs> all right. What about, uh, what about uh, Marcus Camby? Did he win a ring? I don't think so. Not that I remember. Lucas Nogueira? No, I don't think. Uh, I'm trying to remember who's on those. <laughs> Getting old... real obscure now. Alan Iverson? No. I wish. Um, yeah, well, J.R. Smith. Earl Smith the third. <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, I agree that it's going to be the best thing in Lonzo's career. I mean, him and Zion together, I think, is going to be electric, to be honest. Yeah. You have the freakishly athletic Zion. You have a great uh, playmaker in Lonzo. 
there's going to be crazy alley-oops going all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, I think it's also a very great move for Brandon Ingram because now he doesn't exactly have the huge pressure of, like, he's got to be the one to step up to be that second star, third star, whatever. It's just kind of like, yo, go out there and do what you do. Like, there really is no clear-cut first, second, third on this team right now. Yeah, like, Zion's expected to be the first at some point, but as soon as he comes in, it's not like they're saying, like, oh, it's just going to be Zion and and then whoever else, and that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, like, really all it is. Yeah. So aside from the first pick... There's obviously there's a top three. There's Zion, John Morant, R.J. Barrett. Let's assume they go one, two, three. Do you think John Morant or R.J. Barrett has the? Do you think any either of them have a better career than Zion Williamson? Uh, I think either of them have. I think. I think if either of them, it would be R.J. Barrett. But I think that Zion still ends up having the better career. Yeah. I personally, I remember the last time I was doing the draft with Basketball Society, uh, I actually had R.J. Barrett as number one on my big board. I had John Morant number two. I had Zion number three. That being said, R.J. Barrett, if he goes to the New York Knicks, I'm hoping he does not have a better career than Zion Williamson. That's just a personal (laughs) preference. Um, But I think this 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 draft is deep. Uh, Darius Garland, who's coming in around four or five, is uh, kind of an unknown for some people because he only played four games at college. And I think if he played a full season, he'd probably jumped ahead of John Morant and possibly R.J. Barrett. Uh, Kobe White is a guy who, like, he was. I remember when we first did a a mock draft at Basketball Society, he was like in the 20s. And he just shot up. He's a point guard, freshman. He has a lot of freshmen in this draft. But the, the guy who I think has a chance to make the biggest impact immediately is DeAndre Hunter. Ooh, okay. Uh, I think he, he – there's two guys, DeAndre Hunter and Nazir Little. I think uh, one, of those, Little, okay. one of those two guys ends up being the next Kawhi Leonard. I don't know which one it will be, but though that's my that's my prediction. One of those I believe two, Hunter was the one that we had his player prototype as Kawhi Leonard. Oh, okay. Um, I think I remember that. I, the, both those guys are uh, excellent defensive guys. Uh, small forwards, six seven, six eight. Um, you know, I, I I would always I've always had this um, belief that I would draft a guy who's who's like an all star defensively, but offensive game is lacking. Now, granted, Ben Simmons hasn't developed a jump shot, but other than Ben Simmons. I always feel like you, if there's something that, if, being, if having a jump shot is what you need to develop, that is something you can develop more than becoming a great defensive player. I think defensively, you come into the league with that, you come into the league with that mindset, with the IQ, with the tenacity, and that's not something you could teach, and I think both those guys have it. So I think both those guys might not might not be great offensive players at the start, but I think come 20, age 24, 25, you could see them develop into big stars. Yeah, no, I mean, I still uh, like I, I definitely agree with that, and I definitely can can see that happening. Which, by the way, is also why I'm excited to finally see Zaire Smith play 
but that's beside the point. Um, I, I I definitely like Hunter. He's a guy that I increasingly watched as the year went on. Um, another guy that I think could also really give you uh, like a, a star level talent that'll kind of sneak up on people. Two people, actually. I still really like Cam Reddish. Um, I think that the fact that he could potentially slip down to like eight through 10 is a little crazy. Uh, and I think it's really just because he, I think he should have just went to a different college so that he could have blossomed as like the go-to guy. Um, because the fact that he was kind of like the third fiddle to RJ and Zion, I think stunted his growth a little bit, but I still think he has all of the tools to become a superstar. Um, I think he could definitely be like a Carmelo Anthony type player. Um, just with, with the shooting ability that he has, if you add dribble moves, which is something that I feel like a lot of people have been able to add in the NBA, um, I, I feel like if you add that, that is something that he'll automatically just become deadly. Um, and on top of him, I also really, really liked Jarrett Culver. Uh, Culver has been somebody that I, I've liked from the start. And, I mean, for Basketball Society right now, we have Culver going number five on our mock draft uh, to Cleveland. So you got Colin Sexton and Jarrett Culver on the same team. I think that's a very, a very nice duo if you're Cleveland. Um, and I think he definitely has some potential to be up there with those other names. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Culver. Uh, Cam Reddish, to me, kind of reminds me of Joe Johnson. But, okay. like, not Joe Johnson in Phoenix. Like, Joe Johnson in, like, his first, like, last years in Atlanta, early years in Brooklyn. Where he doesn't have the most uh, explosiveness, but he's got, like, a strong body. He's got a you know a good jump shot, obviously good offensive repertoire, and he's gonna be a guy who you leave him open, he's gonna score. You give him the ball on the block, and he can you know make some moves using his size as as a six eight shooting guard. Um, I think he lacks a little bit of athleticism to a be a really good defender and b be like a star player. But I do think he can, you know, he can be a eighteen point a game scorer. He could be like a like a Harrison Barnes type player. Um. Culver, I, 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 I Culver, I like. I, I mean, I know Harrison Barnes is in the same position. I'm just giving you like the stat, like a stat line, uh, like right. a comparable stat line. Uh, you know, right. like 18 and five or whatever. Um, Culver, I think, has a chance to be really good. Um, I, I don't know who really to compare him to right now. Um, he, like, he has the defensive game of, of uh, like who's a really good. Like he, he's got like. I, He's a little bit bigger. I think he's like a little bit bigger of an Oladipo. If I had to give him okay. someone, not not as athletic, but like bigger um, right. or longer, I right. should say. You know, really good defensive two guard uh, could develop into a pretty good scorer, a good mid range game, good three point shot. You know, he led Texas Tech to a national championship, which is no easy yeah, feat. Seriously. So yeah, I'm a big guy. I'm a big Culver fan. Um, but here's the thing: Philadelphia's drafting twenty four. Brooklyn's drafting 27 after trading their pick for in the Allen Crabb deal. Yep. Who are you looking for as a Sixer fan? Uh, there's some interesting guys getting drafted in that range 
the mock draft that I'm looking at right now has them taking Ty Jerome and has the Nets taking Chuma Okiki. So, um, and then has the Nets taking uh, Darius Baisley early in the second round with Philadelphia going back-to-back with Carson Edwards and Nicholas Claxton. Uh, hmm. What are your so, thoughts? Or, I so don't know, the, what, is, what does Basketball Society have? The, the Basketball Society mock draft has the Sixers taking Tyler Hero at 24. Um, it has the Nets taking, uh, I always butcher his first name, Luguintz Dort. Okay, from Arizona State. Yep, have them have them taking him at twenty seven, and then they have Luka Samanich going to Brooklyn at thirty one, and then the Sixers going with Darius Baisley and Kai Bowman. Okay, I will be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. I've never watched a single game of Luka Samanich. <laughs> um, I know my buddy does because he watches Euro League, so I can call him and ask him what what to think about him. Uh, but I've never watched Lucas Samanich. Lugans Dortz I've watched. Uh, he's he's from Arizona State as a freshman. And he kind of had an up and down season, but that kid's got some bounce. He's got a strong body. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate that pick. Um, but who who'd you say they had? Oh, Tyler Hero. Yep. <sighs> That's an interesting pick there. I mean, it's definitely something they need. They need another shooter. Yeah. That that has been something they've needed for uh, a while, especially if. Especially with JJ getting older, that's somebody that you're going to need. And I mean, I love Tyler Hero's shot. Like mechanic wise, that it, it's like Clay Thompson. Like, and I'm saying mechanic wise, not saying like he's going to be not execution wise. <laughs> yeah, not not saying he's definitely going to be Clay Thompson, the the second best shooter in the entire league. Some even have him first over Steph Curry, but. Um, yeah, I mean everything about it mechanical, mechanically wise, is is amazing, um, and I think that especially if you still have JJ for another year, that him learning under JJ would be humongous, especially with the kind of work ethic JJ has. Uh, that would be awesome. Um, I'm really hoping and praying that Cam Johnson falls. He's been somebody that I've really wanted, especially because I knew he wasn't going to go in the lottery. Um, so I've just been really hoping that he falls, especially because I think that uh, like he's the kind of wing and the kind of shooter that the Sixers really, really need. Um, especially with his length, I think that's going to help contribute more on defense. And um, I think he could be a guy that's going to help more so uh, right from the get-go. And, I mean, if it's not Cam, if it's not Tyler Hero, I kind of like Ty Jerome, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really too sold on him. Um, so after that, and see, like, I want the Sixers to draft Carson Edwards, but I know no one is I, – like, I really don't believe anyone's going to reach for him in the first round. So I would definitely rather take that risk in the second round to, to see and wait if he falls. Um, so, yeah, other than them, I mean, Admiral Schofield would be really nice. I would love to – I would just love to see his athleticism and everything on the team. The only thing is I don't know how much of a help he would be right away. So if I, if I 
my top two for the Sixers would be Tyler Hero and Cam Johnson. What about you for the Nets in the first round? All right, well, real quick, I'm just looking at a mock draft that has goes 60 deep. And uh-huh. there's an interesting pick for the Sixers at 54, especially if they keep the uh, ever-famous Boban Marjanovic. They have at okay. 54 the Sixers taking Taco Fall. Oh, that would be great. Imagine running out the Twin Towers. Here, try to <laughs> score on these two guys. 7-4 and 7-6. Imagine having a lineup of Taco Fall, Boban, Joel, Ben Simmons, and I don't know who else. Greg Monroe. No jump shots would be made. Um, For the Nets? Boban's hit threes. For the Nets, um, looking at their, uh, you know, some from fan interactions, I'm talking to some fans around the team that are uh, seeing the, you know, the, I guess the barometer, or not the barometer, uh, just seeing what the fans want. Uh, I know a couple of names that I've seen a lot of people talk about is Cabin Gelly from Florida State. Uh, he's a, you know, a power forward center in college. Uh, he's got, he's a good shot blocker, got some length to him. Um, another guy that is a uh, what I think would help the Nets a lot is uh, Matthias Thibuli, who I believe at one point I don't know if they still do. Basketball Society said he was the best like all around defender in in the uh, in the class. He's a senior from 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 uh, Washington. Really had a big senior year. Uh, so you know he would be a guy that I would want. The, the high upside guy that I want that I'm seeing in this range is Kevin Porter Jr. from USC. I think if he didn't have all the off-the-court issues and he like didn't miss as much time at USC, he would have been a top 10 pick. I mean, that basketball, kid has some moves. Ba- basketball Society did originally have him going to Brooklyn at 17. Yeah, that kid has some moves. That kid that kid reminds me of like James Harden. Um, but other than that, I mean, when we're at 27... We need we need another big man. We need another center just to you know help Jared Allen out. So yeah, my 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 I guess my the guy I would want the most would be Kevin Gelly. If we don't get him, uh, you know a guy like Nas Reed wouldn't I wouldn't mind or Daniel Gafford, uh, yeah, Grant Williams is in that range. But yeah, I think they need to go big man. And knowing my luck, knowing the Nets, they're gonna draft Luka Samanich. Because we drafted <laughs> Zanon Musa and Erodion's Kirooks last year, so we're just going to keep building a European bench. Uh, <laughs> that's my prediction. You don't think they're going to go for like uh, one of the Martin brothers? I, I don't even think Caleb... Is Caleb Martin in the Basketball Society? Like, he fell off. Uh, Caleb is not, but Cody is. Oh, where do they have Cody going? Cody is going 57th to the Pelicans. Yeah, I like Cale Martin. Uh, Cody's the defensive one out of the two. Cale Martin's a scorer, but he really yep. had a bad end of the season. Um, I, will be, I, heard, I, I heard his workouts haven't been all that great either. Yeah, I'd be interested. I mean, I'm sure he'll get a summer summer camp or summer team look. Right. Uh, I, I liked him. I wrote a piece about him for Basketball Society when we were doing a scouting report, and I had him as like, a top forty-five player, but obviously he's fallen off. Uh, but no, it'd be it'd be interesting. Um, I don't know where either Martins are gonna go. Uh, if I had to give you this year's Landry Shamet, that's my guy. Okay. 
<sighs> who do I... I'm going to go with... You know who I'm going to go with? Who? Dylan Windler. Oh. From Belmont. Okay. The kid can flat-out score. He's a flat-out shooter. He almost single-handedly beat... Uh, who did they play? Was it Purdue or... I forgot who they played in the first round game. I don't remember. Second round game. I, w- I want to say it was Purdue, but I'm, I'm not sure. Um, and he almost single-handedly won that game for them. They ended up losing in the... No, it was a, a six-seed. They were an 11-6 game. I don't remember. But anyway, uh, Dylan Windler's my guy. If he gets uh, to a team out... If he gets to the Nets, I wouldn't be too upset. Hopefully he doesn't go to the Sixers or the Knicks. Um, but, yeah, that's my guy. How about you? Who's your... Uh, Who's your sleeper? Uh, well, if we're talking about a guy like a guy like that, I would probably take Fletcher McGee. Oh, okay. I see. Um, I think hit. Oh yeah, like if we're talking that, like if we're talking like the next JJ people like that, I think Fletcher McGee is going to be the guy that that kind of falls through the cracks and can be somebody like that. Um, that can really contribute like day one that you wouldn't exactly expect. But imagine if he goes to Golden State. Oh, that would be that would be insane. Um, I mean, on the Basketball Society one, they have him going forty seventh to Sacramento. Okay. Um, which honestly, I don't hate because Sacramento has been getting better and better. Um, but I so the one guy that I've just kind of had this like affinity for is Shamori Pons. Um, I just think he's going to be like, uh, I don't think he's going to exactly live up to the level that Lou Williams is, but I think he could be a Lou Williams-esque player in the NBA. I think he could be that like spark six man that could really help give you some instant offense. Um, So he's one sleeper I'm looking at. And after that, hmm, I think after that, one guy that I think has been a little overlooked, I think would be, uh, I still, I still like Eric Pascal. I think uh, I think Pascal is he just fits that. You just uh, like you just like anybody who's named Pascal. <laughs> Pretty much, Any, anybody named Pascal is going to. Uh, is your middle name? Is, is your full name Alex Pascal Fishbein? <laughs> I mean, it might as well be. Maybe I'll go change my name. But unbelievable. Uh, I think I think he just fits the the prototypical stretch four like. Uh, almost like a the same kind of build as Draymond Green. No, I don't think he's going to be the same defensive player as Draymond Green, but I think he could potentially be the same offensive player as Draymond Green. Um so I think he I think those three guys have the in my mind have the biggest potential to be those sleepers that fall through the cracks. Okay, that's fair. Um yeah, it's it uh you know, I, I you're you're a bit of a homer with the Pascal picks. Um, just a little. <laughs> but uh, real quick, just to switch gears for a second, looking at the 2020 mock draft. Okay. LaMelo Ball, number three overall. Oh, God. To Phoenix. Oh, God. Uh, 
To feet wait to Phoenix? Yeah. I mean, they do need a point guard, so I mean, I guess that's uh, like the thought of it would technically be be true. Um, but I don't know. I I just don't see him going top five. I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I just I just realized I was looking at a a, di- a different mock draft on the site I'm looking at, and they have a mock draft and a consensus mock draft. And okay. in the consensus mock draft, the Nets are getting Matthias Tybuli, and at 27, and at 31 they're getting Nas Reed, which are the two guys I wanted. And the Sixers are sure. getting Dylan Windler. Oh. And Kyle okay. Guy. And, okay. And Jonte Porter, Carson Edwards. And Mifondu Cabangeli. That'd be a hell of a haul for the Philadelphia 76ers. If they yeah, walked well. out of this with Cabangeli, Edwards, Windler, and Kyle Guy, that's a, that's a hell of a haul. Um, they did actually draft, or not draft, they uh, worked out Kyle Guy today, actually. The Sixers did. I was just looking Last at second that on Instagram. What do you say? Some last second workouts. Yep. Oh, they they've been working out like a good like six people per day for the last like two weeks. Yeah, I saw the uh, Knicks. The Knicks worked out uh, Darius Garland today. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And as soon as as soon as the Sixers posted the picture of when they worked out Carson Edwards, every single comment from every single Sixers fan was like, "You better draft him right now." <laughs> Too bad they gotta wait a few picks for him. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, but so real quick, uh, right off the cusp, give me your predictions for um, for who goes top. Who goes top five? One, two, three, four, five. And then give me where you think uh, the big name free agents are going. Just straight off straight off the bat, no explanation, just boom, go. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. I'm going to go Zion, Morant, Barrett, Culver, Hunter. Okay. Uh, top big name free agents, I'm going to say Kawhi Leonard stays in Toronto. Kyrie Irving goes to Brooklyn. Uh, Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler stay in Philly. Uh, Kemba Walker goes to L.A. And Kevin Durant joins Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn. Oh, And D'Angelo Russell goes to Utah. Utah? Wow, I I actually, I really like that. D'Angelo, Donovan, and Gobert? Yeah. Uh, am I missing any of the big ones? Clay stays in Golden State. Clay stays in Golden State, and Nikola Vucevic stays in in uh, Orlando. Orlando. I think that's all. I think that's all the big ones. Uh, uh, Jonas yeah. Valanciunas will go to Sacramento. Where's Horford go? Horford. I see him going to. Uh, Hmm, that's a very interesting question. Ah, if they have the cap room, I don't know. Well, if they lose, if they lose Kemba, he's not going to go to Charlotte. Ah, Chicago. I don't know. That's a random. I'm just throwing out a random <laughs> team. No, you know what? 
Dallas. Oh, I like that. I, I definitely like that, especially as a mentor for uh, Porzingis. Yeah. I like that. Okay, so one, two, three, four, five. I got Zion, Morant, Darius Garland goes third to New York Ooh. because they're going to mess it up. Yes. Of course. Four is going to be New Darren. Orleans gets RJ Bay. Oh, my God. Five Cleveland gets DeAndre Hunter. Okay. Um, big name free agents. Durant goes to the Knicks. Kawhi goes to the Clippers. Kyrie goes to the Nets. Um, Clay stays with Golden State. D'Angelo Russell goes to the Sixers. Tobias Harris goes to the Nets. Jimmy Butler goes to... Huh, let me think, let me think. You're already pissing me off. (laughs) Jimmy Butler goes to... I'm going to say stays with the Sixers. The Nets are not letting D'Angelo Russell go to Philly. Hey, I mean, if they get Kyrie, if they get Kyrie, I don't think they're re-signing D'Angelo Russell. Yes, but they'll have his, whatever. Um, Al Horford goes to the Nets. Oh, God. (sighs) You're killing me. So the Nets get Kyrie, Tobias, and Horford. So Kyrie and Horford didn't work in Boston, so it's going to work in Brooklyn. Yes. All right. That's what you say. <laughs> um, am I missing anybody? I don't think I'm missing anybody. Oh, Kemba. Um, Kemba goes to the Knicks. I hate you. <laughs> oh, we forgot Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton oh. will go to Dallas if, if Horford doesn't. Oh, I think Middleton stays with Milwaukee. Right. They love they love Middleton over there, so I think he stays with Milwaukee. All right, sounds good. Well, we'll see how the predictions break out in a week or two weeks. Yep, it'll be a fun draft. That's all I know. But that's it for us, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Atlantic Files. Make sure you check out basketballsocietyonline.com for all of your draft and offseason needs. We have tons of scouting reports, mock drafts, everything. Make sure you check all that out. There is tons and tons and tons of stuff on there. Uh, and definitely check out the other podcasts, one of them being the Basketball Society podcast, Tank You, which is our NBA draft podcast with all of our college guys on there. Make sure you check them out, too. They're cooking up a ton of stuff for the draft season, so definitely check them out. And check out the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. Thank you, guys, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.